Welcome to this episode of Real Christianity. My name is Dale Partridge, where each week I offer 15 to 20 minute answers to tough theological and pastoral questions. This is a 100% listener-supported audio ministry of relearn.org. And for those who don't know, our mission at relearn.org is to educate and equip ordinary Christians to plant biblical, confessional, and missional house churches. For more information, just visit relearn.org forward slash house. Welcome to Real Christianity. I'm your host, Dale Partridge. As many of you know, you can find the show notes for these episodes at our website at relearn.org. Today, we are going to be speaking about uh, how our speech should be reverencing the Lord or how um, we should speak reverently of God. Uh, Before we begin, I just wanted to mention a few things. Uh, one, um, I wanted to talk about one of our programs at standinvictory.org. We've had so many reach out over the last uh, few weeks even asking about uh, issues with pornography. If you're struggling to uh, overcome the sin of pornography, uh, we have designed a program. It's a short, very affordable program at standinvictory.org, which is a gospel-centered program. And uh, it's I lead the program. It's sharing part of my own story, and it has helped probably close to a thousand people have gone through the program so far, and the fruit is just incredible. The testimonials that you have sent me um, have made me cry. And um, if you are struggling and battling with that, please check out standinvictory.org. Another thing, also. Um, uh, just so you guys know, um, I'm um, over the last several months, I've been having a Lyme flare-up. For you who have been following me for long, if you guys have been around for, say, a couple years, you remember a few years ago I got pretty sick, and uh, I struggled with chronic illness with um, Lyme disease and uh, mold toxicity, and uh, I had a pretty bad relapse um, a couple months ago, and I'm fighting through that. Um, and the Lord's grace has been upon me um, through this whole process, but I'm not operating at full capacity. So uh, I'm I'm just trying to uh, really get the bare minimum requirements done at this point. But I'm telling you all this because I could really use your prayers. Um, you know, chronic illness and suffering is difficult, uh, even for those of us who have a strong theological framework to um, look at suffering. Uh, but yeah, would just appreciate your prayers uh, during this time for us and our family. Uh, I am making progress, uh, but it's very slow. It'll likely be um, several more months before I'm uh, back up at a pace that was um, maybe that I had maybe you know six to nine months ago. Um, also, if you are somebody who struggles with Lyme disease um, and uh, chronic illness of some sort, mold toxicity. Uh, I'm going to be writing a book, Lord willing, within the next year um, on the idea of being Christian with chronic illness or the Christian in chronic illness, um, something along those lines. And would love for you to just email me at uh, dale at reformationseminary.com um, and just let me know your story. Uh, I'd love to maybe talk to you at some point. Uh, for the book. All right. So yesterday I was scrolling through uh, Twitter when I noticed a tweet by Tim Keller. 
And I follow Tim Keller because I generally respect his perspective on spiritual matters and theology. I've read several of his books, including The Meaning of Marriage, which I still think is a classic on marriage. Uh, but some have noticed, including myself, that Tim's theology um, over the past, you know, maybe year or so, uh, at least maybe maybe not his theology, but at least his way of communicating it um, has been less careful uh, than previous years. Uh, but last night he tweeted um, a statement that said, God's reckless grace is our greatest hope. Uh, now, to be clear, I, I understand the sentiment and the, you know, creative you know, or even poetic nature of the word reckless. Um, But what I want to talk about today is how we can be careful and we need to be careful to not project human attributes upon a holy God, Uh, especially as pastors who are ambassadors of God with an intention of accurately representing him and his gospel to the world and to those who are uh, being uh, shepherded in our you know, respective ministries. Um, uh, the word reckless, if you just look at the thesaurus, is comes up with words like careless, thoughtless, risky, without calculation, lacking wisdom. Um, you know, these are obviously inaccurate attributes of our God. Um, uh, you know, there's um, T- Torn Wells, I think, wrote a song that talks about the ridiculous grace of God. Um, it's not ridiculous. Um, you know, there was someone that even brought up, you know, crazy love, right, from Francis Chan. Um, again, these are creative license or poetic, um, you know, instruments of explaining a topic that some people get, but some people don't, and some people are frustrated by them, and some people really appreciate them. Um, and so I want to talk about this. And I, I know some of you guys are thinking, oh man, are you really calling out Tim Keller? Um, you know, well, one thing is this, um, when you make a public error as a pastor on Twitter, uh, or something like this, uh, some other platform, it usually requires public correction. I'm not even correcting, um, Tim Keller directly. I'm just saying, Hey, this, we should, we shouldn't think this way. Um, I'm still a supporter of Dr. Keller. Um, but I'd say these things to him directly in a loving and humble way. I really respect his work. Um, you know, I've surely said irreverent things in my life uh, in the past and have been corrected uh, by other people for them. Uh, but again, just due to his large influence and, um, you know, how, how many people would have seen this and, and the fact that I posted it, I want to bring some clarity to it. I thought it was important to speak on the matter. And it's not just Keller. Um, you know, we obviously have the Reckless Love song by Corey Asbury and and then obviously the ridiculous grace, and there's other tons of worship songs that use this kind of irreverence uh, in the way that we speak of God. Um, so you know, I just think about Proverbs nine ten: the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. Uh, I think about the third commandment: right, you shall not take the name of your Lord God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Okay, now you're thinking, well, hey, Tim Keller's not taken the Lord's name in vain. Well, when you look at the theological implications of what it means to take the Lord's name in vain, it's much larger than just how we would think about it. Um, you know, Dr. William Plummer uh, from the 1800s, he wrote a really great statement. I'm going to read. He says, 
anything relating to the true God, his being, his nature, his will, his works, his workmanship, his worship, his service, or his doctrine pertains to God's name. The commandment extends to the state of men's thoughts and hearts, as well as their speech. To take God's name in vain is to use it in any frivolous, false, inconsiderate, irreverent, or otherwise wicked manner. The scope of this commandment is to secure the holy and reverent use of all that by which God makes himself known to his people, and so to guard his sacred name against all that is calculated to make it contemptible. The manner of taking his name is to be grave, I mean serious, solemn, intelligent, thoughtful, sincere, and with godly fear, end quote. I think uh, Dr. Plummer captures uh, what I'm trying to say uh, without giving you a, a larger theological discourse on understanding what the Lord's name means when he's uh, telling us not to speak a certain way. We need to be careful with the words that we use, uh, especially when we're describing the character of God or the um, attributes of the gospel. Uh, Jesus, in speaking to the Pharisees, he uh, makes a pretty harsh statement in Matthew 12, 33 through 37. He says, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad, for the tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. For Uh, The good person out of his good treasure brings forth good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. I tell you, on the day of judgment, pay attention here, on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. I want to talk about this, and to be clear, I'm not saying that... that, uh, Dr. Keller is a brood of vipers or that uh, he's, he's uh, an evil man. Um, we've all failed in uh, speaking incorrectly about the Lord uh, or improperly or irreverently. Um, we've all said, you know, OMG. We've, all, we've, we've done these things, and the grace of God uh, covers these things for his children. Um, Dr. Barnes, Albert Barnes, um, he writes a little commentary in this passage. He says, the, uh, this literally means, uh, in terms of the, the actual verse where I'm talking about here, uh, is um, uh, for every careless word. So that's the commentary. He's saying, this literally means a vain, thoughtless, useless word, a word that accomplishes no good. Here it means evidently wicked, injurious, false, malicious, for such were the words which they had spoken. Um, John Calvin had a really good commentary on this too. He says, quote, now since man is so cautious, is not so cautious in speech or maintains such a wise restraint upon himself as never to allow some idle words to escape him, there remains for all of us absolute despair if the Lord should treat us with this type of rigor. But as the confident hope of our salvation rests on the assurance that God will not enter into judgment with us, uh, and he references Psalm 143 too, 
but will bury it in his gracious forgetfulness, the sins which deserve innumerable deaths. Um, So Tim Keller is a Christian, which means that that sin has already been atoned for. And my sin, when I fail to speak correctly or represent the Lord correctly, is already atoned for. But it doesn't give us this uh, licentious permission to not be careful with our words and to let certain things slip out of our mouths. No, we need to, out of the gratitude of our heart for the salvation that was secured for us on Calvary by Christ, we need to be showing our reverence as our love and respect and gratitude for what's been done for us. And so we do need to be careful on the way that we speak. It's our duty, again, as ambassadors for those of us that are pastors or children of God to accurately represent our Heavenly Father with words which are true to His character. Words like awesome, words like, um, you know, I think of relentless. That would have been a much better word. You know, God's, uh, what, what was the, the line here? He says, um, God's reckless grace is our greatest hope. It would be much better if it was God's relentless grace is our greatest hope. And so again, I understand the poetic license and you know, we, we have in this culture to, you know, use colorful language with m- modern, you know, wider semantic ranges that may allow for people to grasp what's really trying to be said. But the truth is when we speak of God, we must speak the truth. Um, our God is not reckless. Uh, his truth is not reckless. Um, his grace is not reckless. Um, it's perfect. Um, it's holy. It's just. Uh, these are the words that we should be using. So that's my short message today. The, the post is on my Instagram account, and there's hundreds of comments of great discourse and some people disagreeing and being frustrated and some people appreciating the conversation, the exhortation. Uh, but it's there for you to reference. But my hope is and my heart is that everybody walks away today just being careful with their tongue, being careful with what they say, uh, being careful how they represent their king, not just in word, but also in duty and behavior and even their thoughts. And so hopefully that was a helpful uh, note and message for you on this episode. Uh, If you're a regular listener to the Real Christianity podcast, thank you. Uh, Your reviews really do help the exposure of the show. So if you haven't left a review, you can just tap the stars in your podcast app or you can write something. And if you do, I will read it. Uh, For those of you who are looking to follow us online, you can follow me on Twitter at Dale Partridge, or you can follow our ministry at relearn.org across all social media platforms. Uh, And for those that are interested in supporting our ministry, uh, the summertime months are always a harder months uh, for ministries across the board. So for those of you who give to several Christian ministries, now is the time uh, to support those ministries um, you know, I think it's 75% of almost all ministries giving happens in the last three months of the year. And so these months are thinner months and they're harder to make strides on uh, planning for staff and planning for certain parts of the mission to be accomplished. And so um, would you just continue to prayerfully consider uh, supporting us? You need to be supporting your church first and foremost. Um, but if you do feel called to give and support our work here at relearn.org and at Reformation Seminary. We would appreciate that. You can give always at relearn.org forward slash donate. Uh, on that note, guys, uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Real Christianity. My name is Dale Partridge, and I'll see you next week. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Real Christianity. If you're a regular listener to this show, would you prayerfully consider making a donation to support our ministry efforts? Simply visit relearn.org forward slash donate. Again, that's relearn.org forward slash donate. And for those looking to explore the idea of joining or planting a church in your home, you can download our free PDF ebook titled The Basics of Biblical House Church by visiting relearn.org forward slash house. Lastly, do you have a theological question you would like answered on the show? Submit your question at relearn.org forward slash question. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Real Christianity. We will see you next Wednesday.